Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. It's Tuesday, March 7th. The year is 2023. But more importantly, it's the year of Larry. This is Larry Wilcox from the television show Chips. Larry Wilcox. It is right to give Larry Wilcox thanks and praise. You see how I built it into it I appreciate this time? that. That was very helpful. So I didn't have to very helpful. hold my breath waiting to see whether you're going to remember from yesterday. I would have gotten it today or tomorrow. What the guy's name is or I not. I got Larry Mullen. It could be a couple days, but I got it. It is right to give Larry Wilcox thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Thank God you don't fuck on camera. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, the Mayor of Myrtle Beach, the victim of vandalism, the Dilf Pickle, Nipsey Muscle, the Clock King. It's some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. All right. Before we get any further, <laughs> sometimes the pre-show conversation before the mics go live bleeds over into the the broadcast, and today is one of those days. <sighs> I, Can you please explain to the good well, look, people? I have a I have an obsession with being on time. Fine. I always like being on time. Not a thing wrong with that. I'm never late when I come here. I'm mm-hmm. always spot on the, like, right when you tell me to be here, that's why I'm here. Always. En punto, as yes. they say in Espanol. As a comedian, you have to be on time for your set or you get bumped. Fucking like, A, Bubba. Like, I know I have to be on time. As you an won't actor, get you an argument from me about timeliness and no. punctuality. I, that I, is not, that's not the, the spanner in the works here. In, in terms yeah, of this conversation. But I have a method to the reason I am always so punctual. Ah, here's where here's where we run into some trouble. And, and what I do is I always set the, the clock, not on my watch or my phone, but in the car. The car clock is always set 15 minutes fast. Right. So I always think that it's later than it really is when I'm driving the car. But you don't. That's but I my do, point. Because you know you've done it. And you know you set this clock 15 minutes ahead. Yeah, you do. So you know it. So but, it doesn't make any difference because you're still but when you're, in your home and on your wrist, you have the right time. But when you're you're driving and you're in the heat of the moment, and there's traffic over, back and forth, and you, and you just glance over your clock, and you're like, oh, God, oh I got to get going. But then you know you have that 15-minute cushion, that other part of your brain that's sort of... You're you're not fooling yourself I every do. time you get I in the truck. I do fool myself. That's why I'm always on time. Actually, I'm usually early, but 15 you, minutes. But you leave the house at the time that your house clock says. Right. So you've already factored in the travel yeah, time it's going to take you to get from point A to point B. But sometimes I get caught up in little misadventures, and I just, you never, it's never a straight shot from there to there. Sometimes you, you take detours, and now I know I always have 15 minutes to spare. But if you're, if you're eager to be someplace on time, yeah. if, if punctuality is key to you, yes. then you factor that Paramount. in before you leave. I do. That's why I always no. leave early. I always leave early. Well, then your clock can be what it should be. Yeah, but I, you don't understand. Sometimes you forget what time it is when you're driving, and you glance at the, 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 the car clock, and then you're like, oh, fuck. And then you... No, but then you remind yourself, oh, wait yeah. a minute, I fucked but with that But then you get clock. that little bit of like, oh, and you get that little relief that you've just built into the whole thing, and you feel relaxed. So that when you show up to where you're supposed to be, you're, you're not only early, but you're even more relaxed. It's a perfect system. It's so not. It's, the, the, it's flawless, playing actually. Playing games with yourself in order to trick yourself into thinking it's different times is just mentally irregular. <laughs> But it did bite me in the ass today because I, I forgot my clock was fast when I was driving over here. So I thought I was going to be late. 
This and it, whole and thing it panicked me. This whole thing is predicated on you not fooling myself, remembering yes. from day to day what you've done the day before. <laughs> yes, and sometimes that happens. Other times it doesn't, but sometimes it does. If you don't have the re recall of a newt, <laughs> you're in. <laughs> this is all pointless. I don't know, but sometimes you're not thinking about the clock, and you just look at it, and you see the numbers, and then it works. Trust me. There's, there's other people out there that set the clock fast so they're not late. There's other people out there that do it. I'm not the only one. I know people who set their home clocks well, fast I can't do that because I'm going to mess up Tracy and So Colton. that they can get out of the house they don't earlier go by my than system. they expected. Yeah. But if I'm saying it's got to be all or nothing. If all your clocks are 15 minutes right. ahead, then your whole schedule is 15 minutes ahead. But if it's just one clock in your car, when you've already decided what time you're going to leave your house in real time... Buying yourself a fictional 15 minutes from your walk to the car from the house, it's not helping anybody. It, it helps. It helps. I don't know why, but it does. Just trust me. It helps. You should try it. Eddie, what have you done for me lately? It helps. Fuck you, Eddie. No, not fuck me. No. Eddie. No. Eddie. Is wrong. No, I'm not. So I don't always come straight from the house to here. So sometimes I do have little, you know, errands I'm running, and then I you forget what time it is, and I don't look at my phone really when I'm driving. That's not good. No. So it's I look not. at the, the little clock there on the. However, I have received texts from you when you're. Uh, well, driving. that's usually if I'm at a stop sign or a stop. I'm not driving. Gotcha. And if I do, I'm doing the voice texting. Sure. So I'm not really looking at the phone. All right. That's why I just I just and stuff. you're a you're a constant. Gift. You're the gift that keeps on giving. Well, I have things in my life that you're uh, you're a cornucopia obstacles that I have to overcome. You're a every horn day. of plenty. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's my life. It's who I am. God bless. Mm. So, Sal <sighs> Sally Forth, wherever she is, <laughs> we're thinking of you, Sally. Hey, before we get into the show today, um, yeah, real quickly, I want to talk about today's raffle. We just dropped it via Patreon, along with this show. As you know, every week we do a little raffle where you get a chance to win some original art from the great, never late, Eddie Pence, because yep. he runs his clock 15 minutes Always. Uh, this week, it's, uh, what the hell is it? I forget what it is. Oh, it's, uh, is it Super Pig? <laughs> it's yes. Super Pig. Hambo. It's Canadian Super Pig <laughs> Hambo. That's the artwork we're going to be auctioning off, and uh, every week it's up to me. i got to pick a, a, a worthy charity, yeah. so I want to send a special shout-out to Cynthia Gibbs, who suggested this one, because we were talking about the amazing Dave Grohl, how he showed up to the Hope of the Valley rescue mission yeah. and brought, I don't know how much meat, 18 tons of barbecue. Spent 16 hours, slept there overnight so he could smoke and barbecue and uh, feed 450 people wow. uh, at this mission. And they do a great, uh, great work there at the, uh, it's called, it originally was called Hope of the Valley Mission. Now it's just called Hope of the Mission. And I, I wanted to talk about this. Cynthia brought it up because the CEO and president of this mission started back on February 17th in Las Vegas. Okay. And they are, as a fundraiser, running from the Strip in Las Vegas to the mission here in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. Okay. They arrive on Friday the 10th of this week. It's going to be 700,000 steps on the oh, run. Wow. Uh, I forget how many miles it is, but it's it's a long way, as you can imagine, uh, running from Vegas to oh, Los Angeles. Sounds brutal. And they're doing it to, to raise money for some new family shelters for the mission. They want to get three new family shelter complexes that will have 724 new beds for unhoused families. There's, you know, as, uh, as financial situations get more and more dire with a certain percentage of the public, they're finding more and more families are living on the streets yeah, now sad. and living in their cars. And these aren't just folks with mental illness and uh, substance abuse problems, no. of which there are many, don't get me wrong, but these are folks who just simply can't afford housing. Yeah. These are fathers and mothers and children, completely intact families living on the street. And so to address this issue, 
Hope the mission is raising money to try to build three new centers for homeless families, which I just think is a uh, a beautiful thing. They, they um, they're doing this all week long. They're raising money. The people are donating money to help uh, raise, um, uh, rather to uh, raise money for this run that they're doing from Vegas to LA. So I thought that would be our raffle this week. Now, of course, that affects people here in the Southern California area. So I want to open this up, and if you make any donation to any mission or homeless center or shelter that helps uh, especially women and children who are in particularly dire circumstances when they're without homes, uh, I would appreciate it. So we, I will send, uh, I sent out the link already. You can go donate to Hope of the Valley, or you can donate to any mission or any homeless center in your area that does particularly good work, um, just as long as you are able to give a little something towards the cause that it will count towards today's raffle. So uh, just uh, look for that via Patreon. And then on Friday, as always, we'll be picking a name out of the fishbowl of pleasure. And uh, what? I don't know. It's gross. <laughs> it's the fishbowl of pleasure. That's disgusting. So I rented that once. It's a good one. So check it out. Um, we'll be giving it away on Friday. So we'll talk more about it throughout the week. So there you go. Just wanted to get that off my chest. All right. Let's turn our attention to the Ralph Report today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? It's going to be a good one. Tuesdays are always fun because of TV Tunes Tuesday. Taking a deep dive into a television program and the theme song that has stuck with us for lo these many years. Mm. Also on Tuesdays, we twist our tongues. Oh, joy. Yeah, that's coming up next. And we've got entertainment news. we got your phone calls. All that good stuff still ahead. But as I mentioned... It's time for us to twist our tongues every Tuesday. Usually we take a suggestion from the Garmy, and they try to see if they can uh, perplex us mm-hmm. with words. Eddie Pence lately has just been no fun. He's just been <laughs> just hammering them I out of the park. I don't know what's happening. He's become a savant. I don't know what's happening. When it comes to tongue twisters, so we'll see what happens this week with Tongue Twister Tuesday. Are you ready, steady, Eddie? Because it's going to be so many words you cannot say over, over, and again. So, take a breath, prepare yourself the best you possibly can be for Tiddly Tongues, Mr. Tuesday. Today's suggestion comes from Bob Bach from Issaquah, Washington. Bob, thanks for the suggestion. I was picking up an item at the store, says Bob, but was having trouble saying it. Maybe Hmm. it's just me. We'll see how you guys do. Turns out Bob had to run to the store to get some coarse kosher salt. Oh. Coarse. Kosher. 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 Salt. Here's your copy here. Coarse. Okay. You know the rules. Three times in a row, speed is of the essence. I will go first, as is the tradition. Mm-hmm. Plus, Eddie Pence is so good now. It yeah. Just, it's just anticlimactic <laughs> if he goes first. So, uh, co- coarse kosher salt. Salt. Okay. <clears throat> Course, kosher salt, kosher. Kosher, kosher, Course, kosher salt, kosher, kosher. Course, kosher salt, course, kosher. Which bells and buzzers going? I got rattled. Course, kosher salt, course, kosher salt. Oh, I thought you had it. This is so dumb. Course, kosher salt, course, kosher salt, kosher. Sound like you're crying. Like, are you sad? I'm not sad. I'm laughing. Sounds like you're sad. Coarse kosher salt. Coarse. Coarse kosher salt. 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 Oh, you got it. There you go. Oh, man. Oh, you sounded so sad saying it. It's not fun. You sounded so sad. It is like sad. you're going to cry. It's sad. Okay. Oh. Here's <laughs> Eddie. Just, yeah, Chris, I just did it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Coarse kosher salt. Mm. Uh, coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. <laughs> No, say it's not quite so hilarious now, I'm is just it? Trying, you, you made me so sad the way you were oh, saying yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, blame me. Oh, okay. Coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. Oh, mm. you fucker. You motherfucker. <laughs> coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. Mm. What? That was clean. Quartz. 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 You said quartz. It's got an accent to like it. Quartz. It's, it's like a New Yorker like, saying it. Quartz. You're picking up 
fake diamonds. It's quartz. <laughs> coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you right into the ground. <laughs> oh, that was fucking funny. Yeah. yeah coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. <laughs> Just giving you an extra buzzer. Just being a dillweed. I'm not a dillweed. Dillweed. Not. It was a Maybe you set your mouth 15 minutes ahead. Maybe that's how you're able to do it. Because your mouth's already in the future. My mouth is a time traveler. It is. All right, let's turn our attention to Garmy members near and far. We love it when you reach out to us. As always, there's a number of ways you can do it. If you're a person who likes the written word, why not send us an email, Ralph, Eddie, or Steve at theralphreport.com. You can also find us on social media, or you can leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph. Then it's your turn. Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind, knowing that I will, in fact, hear you. But I only get a chance to grab a couple of them that catch my attention, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Coarse kosher salt. Coarse kosher salt. So you don't sound sad there. That was good. First up is Aiden calling all the way from Ireland. Yesterday we did a spectacular deep dive into the ampersand. Yes. It's a magical piece of English. It is. It's a wonderful little tool. And per se and. Yes. Yeah. And we were so, uh, not all of us, but I, I was, I know, taken aback by the fact that Eddie was so well-versed mm. in the ampersand. Yeah, the ampersand, yes. Aiden, uh, he has a way to remember it as well. Ralph, Eddie, Steve, Jen. Steve, get, get well soon, man. Uh, we'll miss you. Um, just, I had to call just and pause this show because when you were talking about ampersands and you were saying to Eddie that he probably knows it from some movie or some TV show or wrestling or something a like wrestler, that. wrestler, yeah. Um, I, the only reason I know what ampersand is, well, I know what it is, but the only reason I remember that the, the name for that symbol is ampersand is because of TV. It's because of Family Guy. There is a, I looked it up just now. It was season four, episode two, I believe, when Brian becomes a teacher. And some stupid student in the class says, what's that squiggly symbol? And the guy's like, Brian's like, uh, nobody could be that fucking stupid. It's an ampersand. And that just stuck in my head. And that was, geez, that, how, how old is that episode? It's, 15 years or something like that more maybe um, so anyway yeah, it's thought chair I only know what an ampersand is or, or I know the name for that so because of um, because of a TV show a TV show you were on but you've obviously forgotten that because um, there's about 7 million episodes of Family Guy now but anyway I just thought that it'd be fun to share anyway love you mean it bye here's the episode Aiden's talking about when Brian becomes a teacher for a remedial English class hey yo man what's that thing in the middle what this you got to be freaking kidding me. That's an ampersand. It's a symbol for the word and. My God, nobody can be this stupid. Not, not, not even Peter when he took that blow to the head and thought he was Larry from Three's Company. Jack, there's a hot tub party across the street and we're invited. Oh, and don't worry, if uh, Mr. Furley comes by, I'll make sure he thinks you... <laughs> and bonus, we got another Larry for the year, Larry. Oh, that's right, Larry. Larry from Three's Company. Yes. Yeah, that's coming next week. Nice. For sure. Uh, I didn't know that we were going to cause such a stir with our how much money would it take you to do a porn movie conversation <laughs> we had yesterday. A lot of people had thoughts about that. Hey, Ralph. Uh, yo, ho, Eddie. It's uh, Rob calling in Four Star out of Toronto. And I was just calling on the kind of the topic of the, you know, would you do a porn for X amount of money or whatever? Right. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of sitting more on the Ralph side where it's like, it, there's no way I could possibly do it because even if I got myself in shape and good enough shape, I could do it. I would still be self-conscious about whether I am in good enough shape. However, there is another question that I have to ask because when it comes to porn videos, there are certain other, you know, areas of porn 
like cosplay porn, right? Where, where people dress up as characters and have sex. So that got me to thinking if, if I would possibly do that or Ralph, if you would possibly do that, if you could dress up as, you know, the green Hornet in one of these porn videos, and now you're doing a sex scene where you're like 90% clothed, clothed and having sex. Mm. Does that change it for me? It might. Mm. So I got to ask Ralph, does it change it for you? Mm. Love you. Mean it. Bye. If I could do cosplay porn where I had to wear a costume and I was fully dressed just with my wang out, (laughs) would that change things for me? I think it would. Would it? I think it would. Okay. Especially if it was the Green Hornet. Yeah. Because the Green Hornet, for those who remember the old TV show with Bruce Lee, he wore like a like a trench, trench coat. coat. Yeah, it's a big. It trench was like coat. a big overcoat, and he had a fedora hat on and a man's and pants. No, I could, I'd look in great shape on, with those circumstances. Just whip out the yeah. Green Hornet stinger and just get to work. Yeah, poor girl, look like she can fuck by a tent. <laughs> Be great. Or if I could tent with a hat. If they had, uh, you know, like Barney the dinosaur porn or something. Oh yeah, where I could be in a big mascot costume, oh. just with my business end hanging out. That would be that'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd you be should, incognito I'm, as well I'm, as covered up. I think you could do that. I think I could too. So give me a whole new outlook. <laughs> my burgeoning porn career. Speaking of porn careers, imagine my surprise. Color me surprised. Hmm. When we got this call from KB here in LA. Hey Ralph and gang, it's KB in LA. So a caller called in and said, How much would it take for you to do porn? Well, the price for me was $1,500, and that was in the 90s. Hmm. No, I'm not going to tell you the name of it. And love you, mean it, bye. So KB did wow. porn in the 90s okay. for 1500 bucks. All right. And those are 90s dollars, by the way. That's like $4,000 now. Pay your rent with that. <laughs> but I think this falls under the pictures or it didn't happen rule, yeah, doesn't it? I'm it's like, like, well, we're just going to take our word for it. I'm like, Give us a screen credit or something. Oh, fine. Okay. Oh, yeah. I did porn, too. I did a lot of porn, but I'm not going to say <laughs> where it is or what's the name of it. Uh, a still shot. Just grab a still shot. Yeah, just give us a freeze. Don't have to be the full movie. We don't even know the title of it. Let's just see just a, a freeze frame. Yeah, freeze frame. Just so we can recognize you. Come on. So uh, if you've done porn, by the way, and you're Please. in the audience. Send us stills. No, just call in and tell us your stories. <laughs> no, send us stills. I'd be interested to know people who dabbled in the world of adult entertainment. That would be interesting to hear. If you've been a, a sex worker, if you've been in the adult in- entertainment industry. Yes. Uh, dancer, if you worked at the Bunny Ranch, any, any of, of those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. share your story with us. Scat Club, <laughs> whatever. There's no Scat Club. There should be. We should open one. First rule of Scat All Club: all the scats going to waste. Is you don't talk about Scat Club. <laughs> what a what a shitty club that would be. No pun intended. Hi, welcome to Club Scat. Uh, can I show you to your table? Here's your clothespin. <laughs> Here's your poncho. Next up is Delilah. <laughs> Climbs up on the table. <laughs> and he just starts going to town. Scat club. <laughs> and we are continuing with our ongoing list of cover songs for our happy hits this week. We play upbeat music for you every day to make your day a little bit brighter. Patrick called in with one, one of my favorites, both the original and this version as well. Hey, Ralph, Patrick, uh, one star from Edmonds, Washington, calling here. On the topic of the happy hit cover songs, I've only recently discovered this. It's 10,000 maniacs covering more than this. And the original version by Roxy Music is already hauntingly beautiful. And 10,000 maniacs, they really don't change the arrangement. It's pretty much the same song. Except with Natalie Merchant's amazing vocals, it is just delicious. Check it out. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thanks for the call, Patrick. A quick correction, however, not to be that guy, but by the time the 10,000 Maniacs recorded this cover of More Than This by the great uh, Roxy Music, um, she had already left. Uh, Natalie Merchant had left the band to pursue a solo career. Mm. So the vocals here are actually done by Mary Ramsey, who became the uh, song front woman for that band after uh, after Natalie left. But here it is. Great version of this tune, More Than This, by 10,000 Maniacs. I could feel 
great tune. Yes, it is. Thanks so much for everybody who called in, or thanks so much to everybody who <laughs> called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me right now at one Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at the huge calendar that hangs here on the Batcave wall. The reason it's so big is because every day of the calendar year has multiple holidays associated with us. With it, rather, nobody thinks they all deserve to be celebrated. No. So we help you break them down into holidays or holidays. Holiday or holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. March 7th is National Town Meeting Day. Town Meeting Day. Yes. You know all those towns where they invite people to come out and speak to the local government and express their opinions? Yeah, that's when the crazies come out. And share their ideas, yeah. participate in democracy. Nut jobs. The town meetings. Town Meeting Day. No. <laughs> no. 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 That may have been a good idea at, at some point. Yeah, not now. But not any longer. Just insane people. Just the only people who show up at town meetings are the Karens. Right. And the fucking lunatics yeah. of the world. They got people, they got YouTube links and a Bible in their hand. And they're they're nut jobs. They're just nut horrible. Jobs. Yeah. And it makes me think of the most recent John Oliver on HBO. Yes, I saw that. Did you see that? Yes. Where he was talking about what's going on in Florida with the banning of books. Yeah. And this nut loaf shows up to talk about a uh, a kid's book called Antango Makes Three, yep. about two male penguins who fall in love and raise a little penguin chick together yep. based on a true story at the, the Bronx Zoo or yep. something. And he was incensed yeah. that that book was available for kids to read. Yeah. Just got up there and just let him have it. We're talking about indoctrination. And... When you look up this book on Destiny Discover on the schools and county website, the book says this book is about two male penguins that fall in love. Jesus said, go and sin no more. So this, this, it's against the law. Thank you. Wow. Just think about the work he had to put into that. That man had to shower, put on a pair of pants, decide what shirt to wear, choose the light blue one that's two sizes too big, drive to the meeting, park his car, walk into the building, wait a while for his turn to speak. Also, that he could eventually stand behind a podium and say out loud, as an adult, that he's mad about gay penguins. You almost have to admire his dedication to being such a fucking idiot. But the problem is, that fucking idiot won. Yeah. Yeah. So no more town meeting days. No. Fucking idiot. We're not done with that. It's Alexander Graham Bell Day. Come on. Yeah? Gotta like Alex B. Do you? Yeah. Okay. How else would we be talking to each I, other? I don't know. We screaming out the window. Hey, Eddie, what time are you coming over? I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm 15 minutes ahead in my truck. Am I early? But this way now we have phone call, phones right. we can okay. use. And he was up on the up and up. He didn't like have someone else do all the work and he took the credit. Well, there seems to be some right. uh, discrepancy about who actually came up with the technology okay. first. But it was more like it seemed like someone else was developing a similar a invention thinking. at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Ali Bell was a good man. All right. Because he also uh, helped try to devise technology for the hard of hearing. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. both his mother and his wife apparently were hard of hearing. Right. And he invented a lot of good stuff besides just the telephone. So we'll, we'll give him Sure. That. He invented the Hydrodome, for God's sake. Hydrodome? Sakes. Hydrodome. Oh, that sounds cool. It's a watercraft that set a world marine speed record in 1919. That probably wasn't very fast. Oh, my God. In 1919. What does he have to do I'm not, I'm just to win saying your it's admiration? It's probably not going to sound awesome now. He invented the metal detector. Okay, that's good. Think of all the guys on the beach 
with bucket hats who would just be wandering along with nothing to do My without dad his was invention. One of those. Was he a metal detector oh, guy? Every time we went to the beach every summer, we would hang out and he would take his metal detector off and go out and find a thousand bottle caps. That's all it was fucking bottle caps and the occasional battery. That's a dumb pastime. I, in the mid eighties, that's that's what men of that age did. They got they didn't want to be, hang out with their families, so they got a metal detector and headphones wow. and just wandered the beach. Wow. That's what they did, it's man. Tragic. It was. It's also National Cereal Day. Oh, come on. Sure, cereal. Who doesn't sure. like cereal? Sure. March 7th is the day. They urge you to get a bowl and a spoon and just dig in. Yeah. America's most popular breakfast food, still to this day. What's well, the easiest? Celebrates uh, Ferdinand Schumacher. Ferdinand. Ferdinand Schumacher. <laughs> Not Ferdinand. Ferdinand. <laughs> the Ferdinands were two in the bush. Ferdinand Schumacher. I'll take some fur in the hand. Ferdinand Schumacher was a German immigrant who, in 1854, got his little oats grinder out in the back room of his store in Akron, Ohio, Mm -hmm. and he made the very first commercial oatmeal. Okay. And he uh, started selling it nationwide in 1877 and adopted the uh, picture of a Quaker man. Okay. To be registered for his breakfast cereal, yeah. Quaker oats. Quaker. I don't really consider oatmeal cereal, though. It was the first. I know, but the the first when you think cereal, cereal, you don't think oatmeal. Well, maybe you think about granola, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was developed well, by Doctor John Harvey Kellogg. Yeah, I think that guy. There it is, clinic. And then Charles <laughs> W. Post, who was staying at the clinic, yeah. stole the idea and he started his uh, grape nuts. Dickhead. And then they had the cornflakes, and he stole that idea and made his Post Toasties. Mm. The cereal wars were on between <laughs> Charles Post and William K. Kellogg. Oh, they so battled cool. each other for years. Need a movie. In the same city, Battle yeah. Creek, Michigan, cereal capital of the world. You know how I know about all this? How? Oh. TV show on Hulu called Foods yeah, that, that Built America, yeah. and they do an extensive right. series of episodes. Yeah. About the great cereal war. How do you take in all that information while you're masturbating? I don't really... Do you write it down while you're masturbating? Come on. So mm. good. Facts are good. It's also National Flapjack Day. <laughs> no, we can't have National Pancake Day. We just had it last week, didn't we? Yes. And then, oh, 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 it's also National Flapjack no, Day. Eat no. some more pancakes. We get hot cakes next week? Don't get so no. fucking greedy, take pancakes. It take it easy, guys. You stick that syrup right up your ass. You, you get one holiday. That's it. You're yeah. lucky we give you that. You have to pour it down your ass. Uh, the bottle you could stick up there. Well, I guess you could stick, you stick Aunt a Jemima up your ass. And then you? squeeze. Squeeze. Get a <laughs> syrup douche. Uh, yeah, we're not giving you multiple No, no you already had, you had it last week. Yeah. Just chill out. So screw you. It's also Unique Names Day. Oh, no. 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 Fuck. God damn it. Coming from an Eddie and a Ralph, no. Listen to me. Listen to me, parents everywhere, worldwide. Naming your kids something weird does not make them interesting or unique or special. They're just babies, and they're all the same. And the only thing that's going to distinguish your child from the rest of the herd is for them to do something with their lives. It doesn't matter if their name is Formica or Plexicon or... Jambot. Or Jambot. I'm just trying to think of bad names for children. Jambot. Just stop it. Get over here, Jambot. Call him Jammy for short. None of that matters. Mm. So stop it. And then you get into it and they get into school like, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, or how do you spell it? The whole or thing. What is the, is the Q silent? Or do you pronounce the C-H-L in the middle of yeah. Steve? And it's just stop it. Just stop it. Here's what you should do. Start adopting names that are dying. Oh, yeah. A list just came out of the top 10 dying names in the United States. Agnes. There's a company called Spokio. You know what Spokio? I don't know what Spokio is. Spokio is one of those uh, spooky uh, stalker uh, services online. Okay. You can punch in a name, and they give you the phone number and the email address and like all the pertinent info about a person now i'm kind of terrified yeah yeah it's not good but they recently did a uh, cross search of all the um social security administration records Mm -hmm. and they analyzed over 378 million baby name records from popularity in 1919 when the ssa started keeping name records 
all the way up to 2021. Okay. And they were, they ran it through an algorithm and they said which names are in danger of dying off, of disappearing. All right. Here's the top 10 list. Top 10 names dying out in the U.S. Use these for your kids. Bring some old names back. Yeah, do that. Number one, Mildred. Yeah, we need a Mildred. Mildred. Number of kids registered under the name of Mildred in 2021? Three. Zero. Zero. Well, I didn't think in it was that 1919, low. it was 17,300. Zero Mildreds. Zero Mildreds. Wow. Mildred's going to die if we don't Poor do something. Mildred. Save Mildred. She's old. Number two, Betty. Betty's dying? Betty's dying. Also, zero Bettys registered in 2021. Isn't Betty just a, a shorter form of Elizabeth? Usually it is. So Elizabeth is still in the running. Okay, but no actual Bettys. No Bettys. Hmm. Doris. Doris? Zero registrations in 2021. That's a pretty name. It is. It's a Greek name that means the sea. The sea. Doris. Mm-hmm. Gladys. Okay. Zero. Zero Gladys. I can see that one. It's a Welsh on. name. I didn't know that. It means yeah. country. Country. Edna. Edna's gone. Edna should go. Number five is Edna. Edna should go. No, bring Edna no, back. No, we don't need Edna. Bring back Edna. Edna's a, a hard name. Edna's awesome. That's a, that's she a, made all the costumes for a, The Incredibles, didn't she? She did. She's a she's a weathered woman. Keep Edna alive. No, let's let her go. Ethel. Ethel's Ethel going to, away. Ethel needs to go. Thelma at number seven. Thelma could work. It's a Greek name that means willpower. Thelma. Hmm. Number eight, Marjorie. Well, well Marjorie's been ruined now <laughs> forevermore. That one's forever. Again. You're never getting the stink off of Marjorie. That one smells forever. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Number nine, I love and should absolutely come back. No babies registered in the year 2021 with the name Pauline. Oh, really? Pauline is a French name that means small. That's a pretty name. Pauline. Pauline. Uh-huh. 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 Oh, my little, so little. little creme puff, so uh, Pauline. Come over here and sit on my beret. So tiny. Uh, <laughs> take my baguette in your Eiffel Tower. Ha <laughs> ha. Pauline. You crush under my balls. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? I didn't say anything. That was that weird French guy lives under the table. <laughs> he goes to the scat club? He goes to the open scat club. You may have noticed all the lists on this name. The top 10 most endangered names in the United States. Yeah. Of the first nine we've spoke of. All female names. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one male name that is in danger of disappearing from the earth as we know it. Uh-oh. That name at oh. number 10? Yeah. Ralph. Oh, no. Oh, Zero man. Ralphs registered in 2021. Who's going to carry on after you? That's what I'm saying. Oh, my here's God. Your, here's your task, boys and girls. Start naming your children Ralph. We oh. need to bring it back from the precipice. Man. If I ever get another dog... I'm gonna call it Ralph. No humans. Well, I'm not we having, humans. I, I'm fixed. I can't have another human. Adopt. But I'll get a dog. The last time Ralph did not a feature in the top 100 names for boys yeah. was in 1964, huh. year I was born. Wow. That's how unique I am. <laughs> so you don't need a funked up name to be unique. No. Just got to be different from the herd. That's right. all. Right. So Ralph. Ralph. An English word meaning wolf council. Council of the Wolves. Council of the Wolf. That's a... oh. Is that what you do in the backyard every night? But I do. You howl. All right, you know what we do now? We find a food related to a holiday and run it past Eddie Pence. Need if it's something he'd be willing to eat or hell, stick up his ass like a bottle of syrup. And then pull it out. <laughs> we talk about the food. Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. When the reels stop, if they line up, jackpot. that means Eddie's eating that food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> he won't eat it. Today, March 7th, is also National Crown Roast of Pork Day. Huh. The Crown Roast of Pork, you may know by seeing it in many movies and television shows. It's the roast of pork that is bent around into a circle mm-hmm. with the ribs pointing upwards, creating what looks like the points of a crown. It's held together with twine, and then sometimes they put little paper hats on the edge of the bone okay. of the uh, of the ribs. I always of the thought pork. that was lamb. There's also crown roast of lamb oh, as there? well. I always thought that was lamb. Today yeah. they're celebrating the crown roast of pork. Okay, it's usually stuffed, then roasted and served as a centerpiece on the table, as well as uh, being delicious food for all to enjoy. Well, it's gonna be the awkward for the first guy. Peels one off. It is. Because it yes. falls apart. Then the right? twine gets snapped and boring. And it's, <laughs> it just goes everywhere. It's ribs akimbo. You're like, sorry. Which was my old radio name. Ribs back, akimbo. Back in Bakersfield. Ribs akimbo. 
So would Eddie Pants like to dig into a crown roast of pork on this National Crown Roast of Pork Day? It's only one way for us to find out. Here we go. One roast, two roast, three roast. Eddie Pants loves pork. He wants the pork. I don't want pork. I don't want to pork I anything. I just eat some pork. I like pork. I have a little hat on my ribs. I don't want it. It's rib for your pleasure. It's not a rib. Put it away. It's my... It's man a, rib. It's not a man rib. It's it, my pants rib. It's your penis. It's not. It's a bone. It's a, yeah. It, or, yeah. It's got a hat on it for sure. Sounds like a lot of work to me, the crown roast of pork. I, yeah, I wouldn't want to make the thing. Can I just I'll get a chop? It. Can you give me a pork chop? Yeah, well, yeah. But it's all, you know, food. The restaurants are all about presentation and all that I know, shit. I know. It looks pretty. It makes it, it for pretty. an attractive table. Yeah. If you're having, you know, if you're a king and you're having a right. feast. It looks good for the picture. But like I said, you're, it's annoying when you're the first person to pull one off. Yeah. And then it all falls everywhere, and then you look like the asshole that ruined the centerpiece. I'm a huge pork fan in general. If I'm looking at a, at a menu in a restaurant, and they've got chicken, veal, beef, yeah. fish, all kinds of stuff, pork is probably last I don't really eat a lot of pork list. unless I'm having, like, barbecue. Yeah, then ribs. I'll, then, I'll eat, ribs. then I'll eat pork. But I don't think of that when I think pork. I think of, like, pork chops. No, I don't have a pork chop, no. Pork loin. No, I don't pork. No, I just have a steak. I have a loin for Eddie. Uh, fuck, dude. I have loins. It's, it's over, man. You like clown loins? I don't like clown loins. I don't like loins of any kind. You should serve that at a restaurant. Clown loins. You like some clown loin? Cra- mm. <laughs> clown loin. Crown roast of loin. Crown loin. Crown, crown roast of clown loin. Crown roast of clown loin. Crown roast of clown loin. Clown. That's clown. That's what Klaus, Klaus. All right, that's it. That's oh, enough. My God. Holidays or holidays. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, kind of sad news. I mean, obviously it's sad for his family, but uh, I'm surprised that he had as many bonus years as he did. Gary Rossington, the last original member of the band Leonard Skinner, has passed away at yeah. the age of 71. He was a guitarist and songwriter behind sweet, uh, such memorable songs as Free Bird and this one as well. Sweet The reason I say he was living on borrowed time is because you may have heard about the plane crash that was carrying the entire band, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Aboard a plane that ran out of fuel over Mississippi in October of 1977. And that crash caused the death of three of his bandmates, Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and his sister, and then backing vocalist Cassie Gaines. Um, also killed the manager as well. He was in that plane crash. Mm. He survived, but his arms, legs, ankles, and pelvis were all shattered. Oh, oh. And uh, he lived to tell the tale. So at the age of 71, some, I don't know, what's it, 40? 45? 45 years later? 48? Um, we're not, we're I'm not, 48. We're not so great at 40, math. 40, 44. 44? 40, 45, 44? Yeah, I was born in 74, so 73, 77. So, so, so. add... 45. Take away three years from you. 45. Okay. 45 45. years ago. See, we figured it out. We did. (laughs) NASA's not calling us anytime soon. Um, But yeah, passed away. And uh, sad news, like I said. But he got years that his his bandmates did not enjoy. Speaking of crashes, Pete Davidson, did you see this over the weekend? No. Crashed his car into a home in Beverly Hills. What? He was driving radically through the streets of Beverly Hills on Saturday night when he lost control of his car, went through a, uh, hit the curb, Mm. went through a fire hydrant, knocked that off, kept going, and hit the wall of a home outside. They hurt anybody? Luckily, no one was hurt. Uh, He was behind the wheel. Police say he was driving too fast through the neighborhood, but no drugs or alcohol were involved in the crash. They say they're not charging him with it. Why not? That's dangerous as fuck. How can you not charge somebody who runs into someone's house? If I did that, I'd get charged. You're goddamn right you would. Charges him. And rightly so. Charges him. Charges him. Charges his ass. You are showing chargism, officer. (laughs) This is all chargisms. I think he should be charged and found guilty and put to death. Absolutely. That's just me. Zorro. 
is coming to Disney Plus. We've talked about this before, but now it's really in being fast tracked. Okay. As they say, Game of Thrones writer Brian Cogman has been brought on to help the reimagined Zorro series happen at Disney for Disney Plus. We talked about it when it was first announced because the producer and star of this version is Wilmer Valderrama. Mm-hmm. He will be playing uh, Don Diego de la Vega uh-huh. and his alter ego, Zorro. He'll be riding Tornado, his black stallion, through the Pueblo de los Andalis. Aha, I'm Zorro. <laughs> had everything but the whip. That's not a whip. What was it? That's his sword. He also had a whip, too, didn't he? <laughs> He had a whip he used and a to sword. write Z's everywhere. I thought you were trying to go. No. Oh. Three strokes. Oh, then you nailed it. Blade. Then you nailed it. Three strokes. Z. Yeah, you nailed it. Z for Zorro. But he had a whip too, right? I am a Zorro. You know what Zorro means in Espanol? Zero. No. Why would a guy call himself the Zero? Why would he want to be a hero to the people of the Pueblo de los Angeles and call himself the Zero? Because he's nothing. No, he everything. is everything. He is as cunning as... El Zorro. Zorro. What does Zorro mean? The fox. Oh, the fox. He is the fox, my friend. Okay. You cannot stop the fox. And why is he in black? Shouldn't he be in red? Oh, for fuck's sake. Because he travels at night. Oh, he shit. wants to be under the cover then of be, darkness. Then be something dark, black. <laughs> the Batman, I think, was already taken okay. at the time. So there's other black animals. Actually, no, this is like one of the first superheroes. Right. I think this was Isn't Batman in, modeled in after him or something? He's, he, uh, well, there you go. plays a large role. He should be the bat. Or the chukacabra. <laughs> That would be better. Chukacabra's a bad guy. He sucks blood out of people. <laughs> El Zorro, he is the fighter of the defenseless. Defender of the defenseless. Fighter of the fightless. Should be red. Kisser of the kissless. Kisser of the kissless. Banker of the bankless. Toucher of the touchless. All those things. <laughs> I'm El Zorro. <laughs> like Speedy Gonzalez. Nothing like Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> and I'm not going to do Speedy Gonzalez because he was canceled. <laughs> and lastly, mm-hmm. we make fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger around here. No one more than me. Uh-huh. But I have to say, as politicians go, say what you will about him as an actor, he has used his profile as a former governor of the state of California. Yeah. And I wasn't a huge fan of his work as He wasn't governor. the best governor of California. But a la sort of a Jimmy Carter, he has yes. taken the, he's been on the right side of history about a lot of issues. His post-political life has been very productive. The videos yes. that he puts out and produces about modern topics are compelling yeah. and touching and poignant and really uh, effective, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. He did one about the Ukraine-Russian conflict. Right. And he also did one just recently about um, anti-Semitism. Okay. Which is a touchy subject for him, uh-huh. well, because yes. his father was a Nazi. Yes, he's very closely related. And he Nazis. and he talks about that in this video. He's done a new a new twelve minute video just dropped yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Talks about him be, his father being a Nazi, mm-hmm. and how that ruined his father, yeah. destroyed him, destroyed his soul. Right. He also did an extensive tour of uh, Auschwitz. Oh, he did. And he has footage of that talking about the the impact of what that experience meant to him. Mm. And he addresses the people in this video of people who actually are anti-Semitic, who believe this. Yeah, yeah. And he he talks about them in a straightforward, compassionate way that I got to say was pretty impressed by. Here's just a little snippet of it. Throughout history, hate has always been the easy path, the path of least resistance. I get it. And I mean, it's easier to find a scapegoat for a problem than to try to make things better ourselves, right? But let me be clear, you will not find success on the end of that road. You will not find fulfillment or happiness because hate burns fast in pride. It might make you feel empowered for a while, but eventually consumes whatever vessel it fuels. It breaks you. It's the path of the weak. And that's why there has never been a successful movement based on hate. I mean, think about that, the Nazis, Losers, the Confederacy, losers, the apartheid movement, losers, and the list goes on and on. I don't want you to be a loser. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, it is. You know, if you're trying to affect young minds, yeah. you say you're, you're a loser if you yeah. act that way. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty compelling stuff. So it's, it's, on, it's online on YouTube under his, uh, his channel, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can check it out yourself. 
All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 7th, starting with bassist Chris White of the band The Zombies. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she had tanned, the color of her hair. Her voice was soft and cool, her eyes were clear and bright, but she's not bad. Brian Cranston is 67 years old today. Peter Sarsgaard is 52. Singer Taylor Dane turns 61. Daniel J. Travante from Hill Street Blues, played Frank Ferrillo on that show, is 83. I never really saw him work much after Hill no, Street Blues. No, he didn't, really. And he was so great in that and was a big TV star at that's, the time. That's shocking. Jay Duplass from The Mindy Project turns 50. Keyboardist Matthew Fisher of Procol Harum is 77. The genius behind that classic organ solo from their biggest hit. <laughs> Wanda Sykes is 59. She stars in the uh, History of the World Part yeah, 2. Yeah, Premiered last night, I guess. Have yeah. you, have you seen I haven't it? Watched. I'm going to watch it this week. Sometime. I haven't seen it yet either. She's 59. Rachel Weiss, Mrs. Daniel Craig, and a lovely and talented actor in her own right. She's 52. Rachel Weiss, Rachel Weiss. <laughs> Ernie Isley of the Isley Brothers is 71. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Jenna Fisher from The Office is 49. Laura Prepon from That 70 Show and Orange is the New Black is 43. Peter Wolf of the Jay Giles Band celebrates his 77th birthday today. My blood runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is a Angel is a And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, because it's Tuesday, it's time for us to turn on the TV. Here we go, you know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph Report. Oh, I like that one. Today's TV show is one of my favorite TV shows from the 1990s. Okay. Sadly, you can't watch it anywhere. Why not? It's not streaming anywhere. Really? We'll talk about why a little bit, but you can only watch it on DVD now huh. if you're so inclined. Bob loved it, too. That's why he called in with this request for the theme song. Hey, Ralph, it's Bob, Bob Zoo, and I'm calling with a TV Tunes Tuesday uh, request. Um, Northern Exposure. Yeah, we haven't done that one yet. Uh, one of my all-time favorites. And actually, it could be a happy hit for me, too, because when I sit down and watch that show, hear that music play, I just got in the right mood. Got in a great mood because... A great show was coming on. Anyway, uh, LMB. Northern Exposure was on CBS from 1990 through 1995, and I loved that show. Did you watch I it? I don't think I ever watched that show. Really good. A classic fish-out-of-water story about a New York City native named Joel Fleischman who ends up graduating from medical school thanks to the state of Alaska who underwrote his medical education. But in order to pay them back, he has to practice in the state of Alaska, and they send him to this tiny town called Sicily, Alaska. And he, as you can imagine, being a New Yorker, is now mm -hmm. living in the wild. And there's a cast of wacky characters who live in that town yeah. with him. Uh, a great cast. Yeah, Janine Turner, who just was lovely and, and charming as hell in that. Uh, Barry Corbin. John Corbett got his first big break on that okay. show as the DJ, the small radio DJ in that town. Just funny, quirky, heartfelt a terrific show that was nominated for a ton of awards during its five-year run. Uh, 57 award nominations. Wow. Including a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Drama Series, um, Creative Arts Awards, Golden Globes, 
Critics called it one of the best television shows of the 90s. But sadly, you can't watch it anywhere, so people have sort of forgotten about it. It's not streaming because they would often use popular music in their oh, soundtracks. Yeah. It's one of those shows. Yeah, yeah. And the complicated rights issues right. between paying the musicians how much they should get per airing on streaming services is so cost prohibitive that a lot of producers don't even want to deal with it's like it. Like WKRP in Cincinnati. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it took so long for the Northern Exposure to even get on DVD yeah. because they had to work out the rights oh, on sucks. how much they were going to pay the songwriters and the performers of the popular music used in each episode. Right. So it's one of those shows that's sort of been forgotten. Mm. People aren't really talking about it or remembering it as much as a show like Twin Peaks yeah. or something else that's constantly you on everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to talk about it because it's a great show. You can only get it on DVD as of right now. It's a lot to ask people to go out and get a DVD of a show. <laughs> a lot of people don't have DVD players. But so. if you remember it as fondly as I do, you may want to check it out. It's a great show. David Schwartz was the composer of the theme song. He was a young man in 1990 when he got the job. In fact, it was the first theme he ever wrote for a television series, but it wasn't his last. He went on to do all the music for Arrested Development. He did Reaper. He did Two of Us, The oh, Good Place, show. Deadwood. Yeah, he's done a lot of great work. This was his first. I love this theme song. As it stands on its own, it could almost be like a tropical setting. It's, it's quirky, much like the show itself. Interesting instruments. It's got accordion in there and harmonica. It's a fun, fun episode, uh, excuse me, fun theme for a fun series. Here it is, the TV theme from Northern Exposure. Fun tune. Yeah. I think I may have forgotten to mention, Rob Morrow was the star of the show. He played Joel the yeah. Doctor in that show. Really a great show. Find it if you can. I think it's worth a watch. Northern Exposure is today's TV Tunes Tuesday. Here we go. You know what day it is. It's TV Tunes Tuesday. On today's Ralph like that one that's it for today's show kids thanks so much for hanging out with us come on back tomorrow sadly we're going to miss the presence of one of our favorites tomorrow usually on wednesdays we get to hear from the man himself steve 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 Ashton. but steve's got the week off because he is nursing uh his his wing yes they have put together his shoulder again and uh hopefully he is on the mend yeah. already do me a favor, a personal favor, reach out to Steve, steve at theralphreport.com, and send him some well wishes. We hope you're feeling better soon, buddy. So he's off all week, but tomorrow's still going to be fun, because on Wednesdays we, um, <clears throat> yeah. All oh, right. come on. I know. A, okay. All right, so Wednesdays, every, it's yeah. a thing. Oh, I know. A, all right. One-Hit so, Wonder? No, that's not it. It's, that's what it oh, is. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's One-Hit Wonder. You guys are right! One-Hit Wonder Wednesday, we take a look at a smash hit song and the artist behind it. And do a deep dive on both of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're gonna dive deep into Scat Club. Scat Club. <laughs> so, in meanwhile, in meanwhile, in meanwhile, in the meantime, why don't <laughs> you go and do what you do, but do it safely? Yeah. So you can come back and join us tomorrow, and we can all be together again. Because stay good in the hood. No, that's not how that goes. So you should be. Uh huh. Stay. No, that doesn't no, work. That's good in the, the hood. You hit the no. same button again. Yeah. So what you should do is uh -huh. stay good in the hood. Yeah. Not, there we got it. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds you should stay good in the hood. Okay. Because, because life is life. Right. Yeah. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kids. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so ha ha I got it. Ha-ha, bye-bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. Scat Club. <laughs> <laughs>